Okay, here we go. We're back in chapter 20. I had to go because Micah texted me, and it's so good that when people text me, I get excited when people text me because I get so lonely. Okay, here we go. You need to get your armor on, Evan said. Right, Rue? Don't call him that, whispered Xavier, giving him a little shove. You are right, Prince Evan. Come, Prince Manuel. Ruach reached out one robed arm toward Manuel, letting him know he was getting summoned. Follow me, the guide turned and began moving toward one of the dark tunnels. Manuel felt compelled to follow. The rest of you need to get prepared as well, Ruach spoke to them without breaking a step. The sparks will show you the way. <laughs> sparks? Is that what they're called? Brianna said. Oh, I love it. She cooed at one of the brilliant specks of light that was twinkling merrily and flitting in front of her eyes. So pretty. The spark flew off down a darkened passage and Brianna hurried after it. Xavier, Evan, and Levi followed their spike, followed their own sparks down another tunnel. Come on, Prince Manuel. Ruach had almost disappeared from view, so Manuel hurried after him. Despite having to run, Manuel didn't start wheezing or feel the need for his inhaler. I can breathe, he thought. He couldn't remember the last time he'd been able to run and breathe effortlessly at the same time. Did this Ruach follow, ha, fellow have magic powers? What was he anyway? Random questions floated through Manuel's calculating brain. Everything he had seen and heard from the movement he jumped from the moment he jumped into the tornado had made him question everything he thought he knew about the world. Aharatus seemed to be a realm of infinite possibilities. He was scared, but excited too. The darkened tunnel lit up as they moved, and Manuel's attention was soon drawn to the suits of armor that lined the wall. So many varieties, some the likes of which he'd never seen before, some very old-fashioned and some futuristic. <laughs> there were names and dates listed on each set. He wanted to stop and examine them closer, his scientific brain whirring with theories. But Ruach did not slow down. Then, without warning, Ruach stopped and spun around. Manuel skidded to a halt. This is your armor, the guide said, pointing to some objects arrayed on the wall, accompanied by a small placard with his full name and birthday. Manuel stared. It hardly looked like armor at all. Not nearly as impressive as some of the others he'd just passed by. The sword was nice, though, and the shield looked rather grand. The breastplate, however, was nothing but a thin white plate with an orb in the center. The belt and boots were also plain white and unadorned. <laughs> Is that armor, he asked, <clears throat> not wanting to offend the guide, who was rather intimidating despite his size. Belt first, Ruach removed the belt from the stand and handed it to Manuel. Always belt first. The belt glowed with some strange symbols as Ruach held it in place. Then the symbols disappeared and repl were replaced with the word truth. Truth, Manuel read. The belt holds everything together, said Ruach mysteriously. Manuel took the belt and looked at it blankly as the others had done, not sure what to do with it. But then he held it to his waist. It wrapped around him as if it had a will of his own, the two ends melting together fascinating he said he did the same with the breastplate wondering at the weirdness of its shape then marveling at how it stuck stuck to his shirt conforming to his size as if it were made just for him he tapped on the surface uncertainly seems rather thin he remarked it didn't look like it would stop a sword blow or even a spitball for that matter and manuel knew all about how spitballs felt what does this do he slid a finger over the orb as if trying to make it spin. Ruach didn't answer, just handed Manuel the boots, which he put on easily. He walked around trying them out. Brianna had mentioned boots when they were out in the chasm. But Manuel wasn't sure what was so special about these boots, although they were quite different from any shoes he'd ever worn. Come, Ruach commanded, and then turned swiftly back toward the tunnel, and they had just traveled. Manuel went after him. He wanted to ask about the sword and the other stuff, including the padlocked doors that stood beside each set of armor, but he didn't dare interrupt. He had a feeling that Ruach 
didn't tell you anything until you really needed to know. When they returned to the main room of the cave, the three boys of Brianna were waiting, dressed much the same as he was. They stood proudly, very pleased with the armor, not at all concerned about its lack of practicality. Hey, you look good, Levi said. Thank you, Manuel said skeptically. Better check out the rules, said Evan, pointed to a large scroll that he had just that had just appeared in the air over their heads. Manuel peered up at the scroll, his lips moving slightly as he read. Most of them he already knew. He already knew now, like making sure he got in the water as soon as he arrived at Aratus. But there were some he didn't understand. Why can't we? He began, but Ruach interrupted his voice, booming through the room. You have a mission. Manuel jumped, startled. He was the only one who did so. The others seemed pretty used to the voice. A rescue mission. A rescue mission, Evan said. Didn't we already rescue Levi? Now you must rescue a prisoner of Skotos, Ruach said. Skotos, Evan said. We can't go over there. We don't even have swords yet. You have everything you need. The kids heard some special emphasis on Ruach's tone this time, although none of them could put an exact name to it. Maybe Ruach was, wasn't talking about just the armor anymore. Who are we going to rescue, Levi asked. Follow me, Ruach said. He led them into a room they had never been before. Smaller and darker. No glowing stalactites. No sparks. The only light came from a single lampstand under which stood a wooden table. On the table was a small, plain wooden box. Open it, Ruach said, indicating to Xavier. Xavier stepped forward and gingerly opened a box as if expecting something to pop out. When that didn't happen, he looked inside. It's empty, he said, disappointed. All the kids craned their necks to see. The box contained nothing but a purple satin lining, like the inside of a jewelry box. What do you see, Ruach asked. Xavier looked harder. Well, there was something here. He saw that the purple lining was indented. He began to recognize the shape. It was a long and narrow with a knob on one end and a smaller indentation on the other. It reminded him of something he'd seen in a movie once. Something sort of old-fashioned but familiar. Uh, maybe a key. <laughs> Ruach's hooded head nodded slowly. The key, he said, that unlocks the rooms. You mean those padlock rooms where we passed? Asked Manuel. Ruach nodded again. What happened to it? Evan asked. It was stolen, Ruach said. By Panero, said Levi. By a prince warrior of Aharatus. The kids were silent, glancing at each other nervously. You mean someone like us? Asked Evan in a small voice. We shall call him Rook for now. Ruach extended his hand. It was the first time the kids, other than Levi, had seen it. His hand looked like it was made of light, with no visible creases or lines like a regular hand. He held it palm up, and a beam of swirling white light shot upward from the palm, making the kids shield their eyes for a moment. Ruach began to tell a story, and as he did, images appeared in the light beam, portrayed the, portraying the tale he told. Rook was a fine prince warrior, but he was always curious about Skotos, always going down the Bridge of Tears to look over the chasm to the other side. He seemed to feel as though there was something there for him, something he was missing on this side of the bridge. Evan leaned over his brother, holding his hand in his mouth. That must be the bridge we saw when we, were, when we got here, he whispered. Xavier nudged him to the, be quiet. The beam from Ruach's hand showed a prince warrior slowly crossing the Bridge of Tears, then stopping in the center where the stone stairway changed to metal beams. Butterflies fluttered merrily around his head, their red eyes blazing, although the warrior did not seem to notice. The ends told him fantastic stories of the wonders of Skotos, Ruach said. The source continually warned him that they were liars and deceivers, but Ruach became more and more taken in by their stories. Those insects can talk, asked Manuel in a soft voice. Oh, yes, they can, Brianna said with a sigh. Another figure appeared in the scene. 
this one much larger, more human shaped, but very dark and elongated like a shadow projected against a wall. Then one day, Poneras came to meet Rook at the bridge. He promised Rook all the riches of Skotos, a kingdom of his own, if he would steal the key and deliver it to Poneros in his fortress. More images appeared, a beautiful castle, mounds of gold, a table filled with food. How did Paneris know about the rooms or the keys, Xavier asked. He had been in the cave often before his rebellion. He knew the secret of the rooms, but he didn't know where the key was hidden. Why did Paneris want the key, Levi asked. He believed that keeping the contents of these rooms hidden from every prince warrior was a key to securing his victory in Aharatus. Ruach replied, but he dared not risk coming it for himself. He needed an ally, someone willing to betray us. Rook took this to- Rook took the off- offer. He stole the key and brought it to Paneris. The moving picture in the light beam showed Rook, the prince warrior, opening the box and pulling out the key. The next image showed Rook handing the key to a shadowy figure. Evan eyed the string of mysterious locked doors down the dark down the darkened corridors. <laughs> so what's in those rooms must be really important. What is it anyway? He asked the question casually, as if he thought he could trick Ruach into telling him. Ruach remained silent. Even Evan shrugged as if to say, well, I tried. So, is Rook a king there now? Levi asked. Far from it. He's a prisoner, held in a dungeon in the Fortress of Chaos. <clears throat> he realizes the mistake he made, and now begs for his release. The vision of the beautiful castle returned, but then it changed before the kid's eyes. The fine stone walls and turrets melting away, leaving only a disordered skeleton of metal beams and girders. The colors of the gardens and the surrounding landscape smeared together in an ugly stew, like when you mix too many paints at once. The whole picture was one of desolation and sorrow. Then the vision faded completely. Ruach drew his hand back into his robe. The kids weren't, were all silent a long moment, disturbed by the story they had just heard and seen. So you want us to go there, to that fortress, and rescue Rook, Xavier said at length. But why? He betrayed you. He betrayed you. He stole from you. He's getting the punishment he deserves. You didn't leave me when I got stuck, said Levi. <clears throat> no, it isn't right, Rue. Levi looked meaningfully at the guide. Ruach's hood nodded slowly. You wear the shoes of peace to bring the good news to the prisoners who need to be set free. And every prisoner should have the chance to experience freedom. How can news set a prisoner free, Evan asked, scrunching his eyebrows. Don't we need saws to cut the bars or dynamite and swords to fight the guards? You need only this. Ruach produced from his robes a small scroll scroll sealed with the crest of Aharatus. He handed to Levi. Guard it carefully until you give it to the one who needs to be set free. Levi took the scroll, smirking a little that he was chosen to carry it. He placed it carefully in his pocket. Ruach nodded. What about our instructions, said Xavier. Ah, Ruach raised his long arm towards the dark corner of the room. It lit up, revealing a long, straight passageway, at the end of which was a shining object the kids instantly recognized. The book, said Brianna. The book sped toward them as Ruach drew it in. This time it was Manuel who ducked for cover, certain it was going to crash into him. The other kids stifled their laughter, all but Evan, who laughed out loud. Did you see him duck, he said. Yeah, I seem to remember you doing the same thing, Xavier said, flicking him on the back of his head. Manuel peeked out from under his arm and stared stared in wide-eyed awe the golden book flickering before him on the fancy pedestal oh my he said i've never seen a hologram this realistic that's because it isn't a hologram said levi ruach approached the book and lifted one robed arm over it the pages began flipping and then stopped words lifted off the page and resembled reassembled in mid-air above the book
Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. The words hovered a moment before Ruach seemed to pull them out of the air and fling them into each of the orbs on the kid's breastplates, where they spun around, making the orbs glow. Manuel tapped on his orb, trying to figure out how it worked. This is a new projection technology I haven't seen before, he said. I wish I had my notebook. Ruach began flipping pages again. All the kids watched breathless as a new set of instructions poured out of the book, unscrambling the air before them. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. Whose instructions, said Manuel? The source, said Brianna. That's who wrote the book. But what are the instructions, asked Xavier, still not understanding. Like, how do we get to Skodos, for instance? And how do we get into the fortress? Yeah, and how do we not get caught and turned into forgers, said Brianna. Your armor will guide you, said Ruwak placidly, as if unconcerned about their worries. I really think we will need more equipment, Manuel said nervously. If we are going to go into enemy territory, I mean, there might be guards with swords and spears and perhaps artillery. The kids all talked at once, raising every objection they could think of. Remember, you wear the shoes of peace, Ruach said in his thundering voice, bringing them to silence. Trust your armor and you have everything you need. With that, Ruach and the cave were gone. That is the end of chapter 20. I love you guys. Bye.